What a wonderful, powerful message. He really is all I need. Amen. He's all I need. I don't really need a lot of the other things that I think I do. I just need Him. And if I have Him, I have everything that I need. Praise God. Would you stand with me in honor of the Word of God and let me direct you for just a few moments tonight into that wonderful Word. I never cease to be amazed at how that Word can speak to us at the right time and it can say the right things that we need to hear. And I hope tonight it will be just that. The book of Proverbs chapter 24, going to read one verse of Scripture, Proverbs chapter 24 and verse number 16, reading from the Word of the Lord, and then we'll go to Micah chapter 7 and verse number 8. Proverbs 24 and verse number 16 said, For a just man, everybody say a just man, not an evil man, not a wicked man, not a deceitful man, but a just man, falleth seven times and riseth up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. For the just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Then the book of Micah chapter 7. And I pray that somehow that word that we have heard over and over and over again will come fresh to our hearts tonight. For the prophet Micah recorded these words in verse number 8. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Amen. Why don't you just lift your voice with me right now and let's just thank God for that word tonight. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for the promises, the assurances of the word we thank you, God, tonight that that word is forever settled and it is true, Lord. It is mighty to save and it is mighty to deliver. I pray, God, that you will minister tonight in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The year was 1974. Roger Reynolds was a member of the world-renowned Golden Knights, which was a parachute team of Charlottesville, Virginia. He was about to make his 959th jump. He had two chutes, one main, one emergency. When it came time to jump, he did what he had done 958 times before. He counted down the seconds and then at approximately 2,800 feet he pulled the ripcord of the main chute, but nothing happened. Not fearing that anything would be amiss, he continued to fall another 202 feet before he pulled the emergency cord and nothing happened. And so he fell. 
thousands of feet and landed in the doctor's yard in a terrible thud with no shoot. His lights went out, as you can only imagine. It just so happened that the doctor in which yard he had fallen was at home and he rushed out to help. What he saw was mind-boggling. Roger's leg had swelled so quickly that it was like a watermelon. His foot was pointing backward. His ankle bone was sticking out. His left heel was crushed and an open compound fracture on the shin bone. He had torn cartilage in his knee. His hip was cracked. His pelvis was cracked. His tailbone was broken. He had three broken ribs, a broken wrist, a broken forearm, a broken upper arm, a dislocated shoulder, and many concussions. Roger was flat of his back for over five months. When he got up for the very first time, he fainted under the pressure and the intense pain. When he was taken to the parallel bars after weeks and weeks of rehabilitation, he again fainted the first time they put him on the parallel bars. But there was something in Mr. Reynolds that would not die. There was something in him that just would not give up. And so he would secretly sneak back into the gym at the hospital and train. When they did not want him to, he would do it anyway. And finally, in August of 1975, Roger was released and he jumped again. But that wasn't the end of the story. He trained for two more years and in 1978, He ran and finished the 20-mile Boston Marathon simply because he refused to stay down. He refused to stay down. He refused to give up. Now, I know that none of us have ever fallen that hard or that spectacularly, but all of us have fallen at some point in our life. Whether it was by accident or purposely, we have all known the discouragement of being down. Sometimes it is our own fault. There are times that we get down not of our own fault but the work of others. Whether it be your own fault or not, it is important tonight that we know how to get up. And that's what I've come to preach to you tonight, the importance of getting up. I know some of you don't need it tonight, but you're going to need it because there are really three types of people in this service. There are those who are in the middle of a problem, and there are those who are coming out of one, and there are many of us that are about to go into one. Somehow and in some way, they have their way of knocking us down and putting us on our knees. And it is important to know how to get back up. I remember hearing the story about a wealthy man in the Far East that gave a great dinner and he invited all of the eligible bachelors to come. And uh, after they had all gathered into the eating area... He made an announcement that the man who could swim across this pool that he had, 
and, and do it successfully uh, would have the hand of his daughter and a great dowry. What most of them didn't realize at the moment that the pond was filled with alligators and they all stood there looking at one another when suddenly they heard a splash. And looking over their shoulders, they see this gentleman swimming for his life. Everything that is within him, he is swimming drastically, desperately trying to get to the other side. And believe it or not, he did. When he climbed out on the other side, people began to clap their hands. The father rushed around and he grabbed the hand of the man and he said, Oh, only a man of your courage deserves the hand of my daughter. And he said, I don't know how you did it. I don't know what prompted you to do it. But I want to tell you that I'm proud of you. The man looked at him starly and said, Hey, I didn't jump in. Somebody pushed me. And that's the way it is in life sometimes. We get pushed into the pond with alligators. And the only thing that we can do is the thing that we need to do. And that's swim with all of your might. And never give up, my friend. Never give up. Because the man who will not stay down is the man who will always know the sound of victory in his life. In life, it is possible to fall and it is possible to get knocked down. It is possible for a church to get down and for a church to not be at its best. And it is important that a church know how to get up. I said it's important that a church know how to get up. It's important that we know how to get back to the prayer room and do the things that brought us to where we are. It's important that we know how to call on the name of the Lord and bring our need before Him in that desperate way. Knowing how to get back up is the key to life and it is the key to victory. Failure is a subject that all of us know something about but none of us want to talk about it. We don't like to talk about our weaknesses or our stumblings and we certainly don't want to talk about our faults but it happens to all of us and it happens to the best of us. Sometimes our fallings are private. There are times when we stumble and nobody knows but there are times when our falling is very public and it is there before everyone's eyes. Embarrassment comes and shame comes and of that we have a hard time getting up from. But I come tonight to speak to Greater Life Church that it is important that we know how to get up. That we know that our place is not down and it's not for us to be there. Whatever has put us there, it's not the will of God that we stay there. We must get up again. Our text confirms to me tonight that good people can get down and good people can get in bad situation. Good people can be not at their best at time. We can spend our energy if we want trying to cover our losses and our failures. 
and we can hide behind our excuses. But the fact of life is we are not always going to succeed all the time. And we can work hard and still fail. But if you know how to get up, it really doesn't matter. If you know how to get back up, it doesn't matter how many times you fall if you just keep getting back up. And somebody said, Amen. The devil will launch attacks against you when you fall. And he will fill the afflicted soul with arrows. He will attack every chance that he gets. But this is what I've learned. This is what I've learned. You cannot beat a man who gets back up. You cannot beat a church that gets back up. You cannot defeat a people that refuse to stay down. I'm aware that in this building tonight there are people who have broken hearts. And there are people here tonight that are dealing with problems in your family and in your home that you don't like and you don't want to talk about. There are some of you carrying burdens, not one, but many burdens tonight. You don't display them. You don't talk about them, but they're there. There are some of you that are dealing with sorrowful situations and discouraging circumstance and some perhaps even dealing with loneliness. I have come to tell you tonight that no matter what is against you and no matter what hits at you, if you will learn to get back up, you will never be defeated. The godly will trip. That's what the Word tells me. The godly will fall, but they will also get back up. No matter how many times they trip, they will get back up. I like one translation that said, no matter how how many times you trip God loyal people don't stay down long they're going to find a way to get back up everyone falls at some point but don't let your failures define you and don't let your fallings mark your life you and I need to get up tonight because we're better than that I come to tell somebody here tonight that you're better than what your circumstances might say about your situation right now. You're better than what the lawyer might be saying about you. You're better than what the court might be saying. You're better than what your neighbors might be saying. You're better than that fallen position. And not only that, you need to get up because God has a purpose for you. Amen. God has a purpose. You know what? There are two words that should never go together, and they are dead and church. And that should never be the case around Greater Life Church. There should never be those tying together of those words. Why? Because no matter how desperate it gets, we're going to find a way to get back up. We're going to crawl back into a prayer room if we have to. We're going to push the plate away for a day or two if we need to. But we're not staying down. We may not have the number that we ought to have right now. But you know what? I need to get up and do something about that tonight. I need to quite griping about it and quit complaining about it and just get up and decide you know what it's time for us to grow it's time for us to enlarge it's time for us to see revival it's time for us to see baptistry waters disturbed it's time to get up again and somebody said amen hallelujah
Get up because the devil can't defeat a man who won't stay down. Job chapter 5 and verse 19, he said, He shall deliver thee in six troubles, yea, in seven. There shall no evil touch thee. Seven troubles and still standing. Hallelujah. Sometimes that's the way it is. Some of you, the devil thought he had you a long time ago, but somehow you staggered out from under the heavy rocks that had been thrown upon your life. Out from under under the rocks that had been thrown to kill you. Whatever knocked you down, you just shook it off and you got back up. That's the kind of person that I'm talking to tonight. The man or the woman that refuses to stay down. There are four things God gave me to tell this church tonight. Number one, we need to get up from sin. I know that word should not be associated with the church, but it is. Unfortunately, we still live in earthen vessel. And there are times when we stumble in the way of sin. But I've come to tell somebody here tonight, it's time you get up from that sin. It's time you get away from that sin and get away from the ugliness of that life and decide that you are not a child of darkness but you are a child of light I belong to the Lord and I'm going to start acting like it and living like it and talking like it and being what God said I am some of you need to get up from failure you've embarrassed yourself and you know that and everybody else does so get over it and get up hallelujah I said get over it and get up. Failure is not final unless you do not get back up. Some of you need to get up over heartbreak. It's not easy and it's not what you wanted, but it's the way life is. There are times that our heart is broken in a thousand pieces. But you have to get your hands on that and pull it together and say, God, I can't do anything with it, but you can. You know how to mend a broken heart. You know how to put back a life that's shattered and fractured. And we bring our heartbreaks to Him and we lay them before Him and say, God, you are the one that can fix my situation. Somebody needs to get up from heartbreak tonight. And not only that, but some of us need to get up from reversals and setbacks. And we need to rebuild. We need to realize that this isn't the end of our life. And it's not the end of our days. But it is the beginning of a new life and a new opportunity. Get up because I'm better than that. Get up because God said I need to get up. Get up because God believes that I'm going to get up. Get up because He He's counting on me getting up. Get up because I need to get up for myself. And somebody said amen. Thomas Edison is one of the greatest inventions, in, inventors that ever lived. So many thousands of inventions that we enjoy today are accredited to this man. He had worked 10 years on a battery and that battery had consumed his time, his labor, his energy, and his money. And one night, unknown to him, there was some combustion that took place within one of the buildings. And there was a fire that started and it began to burn with the heat. 
and with the vehemence that the fire trucks could not put out. All Thomas Edison could do was stand there at the age of 69 and watch his fire, watch his warehouse burn to the ground. His son said he stood over and watched his dad, his white hair blowing in the wind. He felt so sorry for him because he was too old to start again. He was 69. He wasn't young. He wasn't vibrant. His best years were behind him. But Thomas Edison looked around and he saw his son and he said, Hey, son, where is your mother? I don't know where mom's at. He said, Go get her because she's never going to see a sight like this again in her life. And he watched as all of it burned down to the ground and the next day they said he comes back to the site and as he shuffles through and he looks through all of the debris this is what he said he said you know what disasters are really blessings in disguise because they have burnt up all of our mistakes now we get to start fresh and new that's how you get up that's how you get over things is to realize that though everything may be burnt up it just burnt up all my mistakes and now I've got a fresh slate I can start over over again I can get on my feet I can get up again and I can go because God is going to go with me hallelujah hallelujah somebody needs to get up tonight because God is counting on you getting up amen God is counting on you getting up you may have been knocked down You may have been pushed aside, but whatever the case, get up. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, get up. Amen. Get up. Come on, church. We need to get up. There has been a spiritual laziness around this church for the last few months that's just about to choke me as a pastor. I don't know how else to say it other than the fact that we get into, we we get into this thing. We, we, we get accustomed to dysfunction. We get to living around dysfunction long enough that we think that's how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be crippled. We're supposed to always have something wrong with us. We're supposed to always be at odds with one another. But friend, I'm here to tell you that's not the case. God did not send a spirit of fear, but He sent a spirit of love. And God did not ordain disorder. He is the God of order. And God's will for this church is that we come together in one mind and one spirit and one heart and say, you know what? We're better than that. We're going to be better than that. We're going to get over this. We're going to get beyond this. We're going to overcome this. We're going to defeat this because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I dare you to go home tonight and take a real close inventory of your own home and look at how many things in your own home that you've grown accustomed to that may not be working right. Come on, church. Let's set the house in order. Let's quit getting used to it being broken down or not working like it ought to work. Let's get up. Come on, let's get up because God wants us to get up. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, God, we've got to get up. We've got to get up. I remember when young evangelist come through here not too many months ago. He was telling me a story about one of his horseback riding experiences. And 
he was he's a great horseman and he he can ride just about anything but on this particular occasion uh, the horse bucked and he was not ready for it and it really it threw him off and he was so shocked and he was so unprepared that when he hit the ground it literally knocked the breath out of him. And he said, for the longest, I couldn't even breathe. I, he said, I thought I had broken my back. And he said, I was laying there trying to figure out, how am I going to get up? How, how am I going to get out of this position? And he said, you know what? <clears throat> I didn't realize it until after it was done. But he said, unconsciously, subconsciously, he said, I rolled over and I got on my knees. And when I got on my knees, then I realized I could get on my feet. That might be where we need to start, church, is right here. This is where we need to start because this is the best place I know of that will help you get back on your feet. Amen. It's the best place I know that will put you in a position to get back up one more time. One more time. Knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. I've seen better days, but you know what? Better days are coming. I'm coming up. Amen. I'm tired of living with dysfunction. I'm tired of thinking that this is normal. It's not normal. And it's not God's will. Fall, yes, we fall, but that's not God's will. God's will is that I get back up. And that's what I've come to preach to this church tonight. It's important that we know how to get back up. And we're never going to get back up until we get first on our knees and get to talking to God again like we know how to talk to Him. Amen. Let's stand together.